0: Welcome in, everyone, to the Sports Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Bobby Labita, and every week we have a sponsor, and this week's sponsor is Gloating. Let's get this over with. One, two, three, four. That's right, Gloating. The thing that you get to do this week when you're a Lakers fan, because your team won the inaugural in-season single elimination basketball tournament, and I am going to be obnoxious about it. That's right. All of you out there who are listening, and you're not a Lakers fan, you're rooting for some other disaster class, haphazard NBA franchise. I'm here to tell you that your team sucks. (laughs) and that my team is better than you. That's right, Bobby Labita, known every week for his self-effacing jokes and his self-depreciation no longer. That's right, I will gloat and I will gloat so hard. I will do more than that this week we're going to talk about the of course the in-season tournament which is the main storyline of the week and if you're if you're privy to the podcast youtube media space content world you know you don't put your most important content at the beginning that would be absurd why would anyone listen so we're going to put the most important content in the middle yeah that's right we're not going to put it at the end like those other top 10s Yeah, that's right. Top 10 ways to get a girlfriend. Number 10 will blow your mind. No, not this podcast. We're not clickbait. We're all rage. Rage bait. My soldiers scream out! My soldiers rage! After the in-season tournament, we're going to talk about a little bit of a different thing than I normally do. We're going to look at fantasy basketball, as we do, but I'm going to look at the draft itself. To be frank, this week, there isn't too much to talk about in basketball minus the in-season tournament. So I'm not going to do like a weekly stats thing or even look at stats in general. I'm going to look at some of the best draft uh, choices this year and some of the mistakes. And at the end, we will get into the Kawhi and Friends podcast. Um, Podcast? Power rankings. If you are listening as part of the Kawhi and Friends podcast. Fantasy week, just know that these weekly podcasts will, at the end, include a little this-is-how-the-teams-are-doing power rankings, but as the podcast continues, I'm going to focus more on the basketball components to it, um, and like the fantasy just in large, so that it can appeal to, to everyone, even your mom, even your dad. Have him call me. But before he calls me, he needs to know about my newest segment. Bobby... Is a dum dum. Bobby is a dum dum. Bobby is dumb. Now it feels wrong after a minute of gloating to go into a segment about my mistakes, but I make the absolute best mistakes. And that's what my mom told me when I was 10 years old in regards to me. That was the best mistake she ever made. But you know what the worst mistake I ever made? And this is why I'm a dum-dum. And this is previewing, getting our palates a little wet for what we're going to talk about later. Drafting Jordan Poole. Oh my goodness. Now, he could be a lovely human being and all of that. I try not to be too negative. I feel like sports media is is way too negative to the basketball players. However... Oh, God. Come on! Kill me! I'm here! Come on! Do it now! Kill me! Jordan Poole this year, I feel like, is like killing my fantasy team. And if you're listening and you drafted Jordan Poole, maybe you feel my pain. We, we all thought the same thing. We thought, you know what? A high-volume shooter on a brand-new team that sucks, a team that sucks so bad... That you could just give Jordan the pool. Bobby is a dum-dum. That's right. We're going two layers deep with this Bobby is a dum-dum. This is editing Bobby. And editing Bobby realized that recording Bobby said Jordan the pool. Which, like, instead of Jabba the Hutt, it's like, Jordan the pool. I... It's much funnier to me than it should be, uh, but it was—it was such a bad thing to say that editor Bobby has to come in, um, and uh, but recording Bobby was cooking, so uh, we're gonna go back and uh, let him do his thing. Give Jordan the pool, uh, the ball every single game, and he could just shoot, 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 and 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 it will work out, right? Because he gets hot sometimes, right? Right. Well, so far, the answer to that has been wrong. And a lot of games, he hasn't been the main priority. That's been Kyle Kuzma, which is a whole another conversation. And he just he hasn't looked good. And it's been pretty clear by his remarks that he's kind of coasting. Right. He has talked about his legacy already being fulfilled because he has a ring and has done well and that's not things i want to hear from a you know what i consider still a young player i never want to hear about anyone's legacy until they're retired and then if you talk about your legacy unless you're like number one basketball player all time you sound like those boys who peaked in high school well coach would have put me in fourth quarter we'd have been state champions no doubt no doubt in my mind you better believe things have been different I pro. Well, I don't care, Chet. I don't care. That was an attack of Chet Holmgren. That just felt like, I feel like a Chet would, would make that comment. Storylines of the Week. My first storyline of the week involves a bit of trolling. Now, one of the best parts about sports is trolling your enemies, making them embarrassed by their own actions. And this week, we saw a DJ for the Suns, do the unthinkable about Steve Kerr complaining about noise being way too loud. In this building, you can't hear anything because it's like a club. It's like a, it's like a South Beach club. It's just this thumping techno club music. Thumping techno club music. Thumping techno club music. Thumping techno club music. So this DJ remix, Steve Kerr complaining into that, (laughs) into that song. And I think it's awesome. I love when sports are able to find the fun and kind of like trolling and hating. I think there's a fine line, Um, but I think it's a really entertaining thing to do. I think some funny examples I've seen in the past are um, there is this college basketball uh, meme where this guy, made a huge superimposed version of his face doing this sad like expression and he put it above his head in between uh, free throw shots I think back to when Giannis was really struggling with free throws a few years ago when all the fans would count the coaching staff doing a good job alerting the officials to not mistake because he would take forever to do his free throws. And I think I think all those things could be good fun and just add to the drama that is sports. And sometimes you get to heckle, uh, and I think that's what makes being in person so fun. I have some friends who purposely go to baseball games just to heckle this specific Rockies player. I won't say his name or my friends. But just know if that's the kind of toxic fan you want to be, that's a toxic fan you can be. But in the opposite of Toxic, let's hear about Miles Turner uh, obsession. Big, big, big thing. I build Legos. I don't play with Legos. Um, but second <laughs> of all, yeah, all the time, bro, I got I got a lot of, um, that's literally all I do in my downtime. I get back to the crib, you know, I just kind of just, it's a way for me to, I don't know, take my mind off of things. You know, I'll uh, put some music on and I might put a, put a show on or something like that. But at least three, four hours on my day, bro, like I'm putting stuff together. I've already built. 12 different projects. I mean, I've counted up everything. I've gone through 120,000 Legos just um, since the season started itself. But I mean, uh, you know, y'all know, you see that when y'all see it, i put that old content out there for you. 20, 30, 40 years ago, this quote will be brought up on a sports show like this to make fun of Miles, but that's not why I'm bringing it up. I just want to kind of celebrate. I love the diverse personalities that exist in sports. I think often we think of these athletes as like meatheads, but you get a collection of different folks. And I like to think of sports as either a um, intense like soap opera or an intense anime where there's all these different characters and raveling storylines. And I think part of the fun of a season is learning about different players. And Miles got highlighted this week because his Pacers made it to the finals of the in-season tournament. He's been a great player this season and he just loves his Legos. This reminds me of last year when Jamal Williams of the Detroit Lions, I know football, not basketball, but talked about his love of anime. I just want to go home and play Pokemon. Go home and play Pokemon? Yeah, Um, Pokemon. Yeah. Don't do that. You can't disrespect Pokemon like that. Pokemon? Pokemon. You sound like I got my nephew some Pokemon cards. They're kind of a big deal. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know what cards you got on. They must have sucked because you you calling them Pokemon. (laughs) But it's fine. Never mind. I'm off topic. Come on. My bad. I'm sorry. All of this is to say is whatever sports fan you are, what other, other interests you have, what other, 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 other interests you have, all of it is fair game because sports should not be excluding anyone. We should be inclusive, especially to our Lego lovers. And we should also be inclusive of the elderly. And the last trophy, the MVP cup for outstanding play throughout the entire tournament. To a man who, frankly, there's nothing else to win in this league, the only thing I can say, I'm sorry, but it doesn't come with a franchise, LeBron James, the MVP. LeBron James at 57 years old is your in-season MVP, the first ever, and Honestly, if I were writing a script about NBA basketball, this is how I would do it. I'd have LeBron win the first ever tournament. It was a meme last year in football that uh, they're what we would call the script writers. Basically, someone said that the NFL was scripted, uh, probably not as a joke. And then a player said, oh, I didn't get my script for this week feeding into that conspiracy. And it led a lot of dumb people on Twitter to be like, oh, my God, it's all scripted. And if basketball were scripted, this is how you'd write it, uh, write it out. Not necessarily the Lakers winning, though that doesn't hurt, but that LeBron would be the first ever to win it, especially in Las Vegas. Now, why Las Vegas matters in this story is that there's rumors that the NBA is going to expand to 32 franchises that are currently 30. And the two franchises that would be added would be first Seattle because Seattle lost the Seattle Supersonics when they moved to OKC to become the Oklahoma Thunder in like 2009, 2010 ish. Um, And so they've been basically guaranteed a new franchise whenever that happens. And Las Vegas. The reason for Las Vegas is Las Vegas has gotten sports in the last few years. We see the Vegas Golden Knights in hockey. You see the Raiders coming for football. And you're going to see the Oakland Athletics coming for baseball. Basically, Vegas, this taboo place, is now a place to maybe bring football, bring different sports. And you can bring basketball. And the rumors are that LeBron James's ultimate goal is to be the leadership Um, or the owner of this new Vegas franchise. So it's very fitting, or apropos, that he won the first MVP that took place in Las Vegas. The big thing this week was the in-season tournament. On Monday, we had the quarterfinals, where the Celtics played the Pacers, and the Pacers just simply outpaced them, winning 122 to 112. And then that same day, we had the Pelicans versus the Kings, and the Pelicans won 127 to 117. On Tuesday, you have the other half of the quarterfinals. You had the Knicks who played the Bucks, and the Bucks scored 146, and the Knicks scored 122. And then you had the Suns versus the Lakers, which was a very close game where the Lakers won 106 to 103. Then on Thursday, you had the semifinals. You had the Pacers versus the Bucks, where the Pacers uh, won again, 128 to 119. And then the Lakers versus the Pelicans, where the Lakers demoralized the Pelicans, 133 to 89. It was uh, it was quite sad to see even as a Lakers fan the 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 fourth quarter was just very depressing how long how long have I been ugly Patrick as long as I can remember you poor ugly thing you and then on Saturday you had your final the Lakers beat the Pacers 123 to 109. And as you heard before, LeBron James won MVP, though it should be noted that Anthony Davis was a beast in this game, scoring 41 points and having 20 rebounds. And he made a face that I've never seen him make before. And it looked like he would have murdered a million babies to win a championship. And that's the intensity intensity I want. I want babies to be scared in their cribs because anthony davis is gonna bust through their wall and kill them that's what i'm looking for oh Oh, yeah there was still other basketball games this week so on wednesday if you weren't in the in-season tournament quarterfinals you had a game and then on friday um There was also a bunch of games, and then there was no game Saturday and Sunday. Um, Minus Saturday was the in-season tournament Uh, finals. Every game counted for people's schedules except for the finals. So in theory, the Pacers and Lakers will play 83 games, but there will be only 82 games that count on their schedule. Now, looking back and reflecting on the tournament, now that it's completely in the books, I'm not just saying this as a Lakers fan. Um, but certainly doesn't hurt. I think this in general was a huge success. I think the the tournament games leading up to it, the way they did it was super smart and the way it was sort of enveloped in team schedules naturally. I think that makes it very easy for teams because they're not necessarily doing anything different. The only thing different is the court, uh, which would be one of my criticisms. I think many of the courts were awesome, but I think many of the courts were not thought about if you're looking at it for a full game and sometimes the colors made basketball players look more like video game characters than actual basketball players which was kind of weird Um, as I mentioned last episode I think you should have had the same conference play the quarterfinal the same day so that the team in semifinals have the same amount of days off. I think it's unfair that the Bucks and Lakers, who were the one seed, had less rest going into the semifinal. Ultimately, it didn't matter uh, for the Lakers, but um, you know, I wonder if that could have affected the Bucks, you know, who are a little older than the Pacers. I don't know. Um, but looking at this tournament, some of the winners, I think, are exactly that. The Pacers, I think, they prove that they can play playoff minutes and that they can be good against these teams that every team they had to beat was a gauntlet they had to beat the celtics they had to beat the bucks and you know for a lot of the game with the lakers it was it was a close game i think the lakers strategy in the finals was really impressive they did a lot to make tyrese halliburton uncomfortable they double teamed him they picked him up early on in possessions and it clearly slowed down the pace the pacers normally score I think it's 128 points per game and they only scored 108 it feels crazy to say they only scored 108 because like a few years ago that would have been a really great score Uh, but the Lakers were really able to slow them down with their bigs Um, and like I said before Anthony Davis played like you wanted to murder everyone's baby everyone's child which was a beautiful thing to see another beautiful thing not to see but to hear were LeBron's comments at the end of winning his MVP. LeBron, it has been clear from the start of this tournament by both your words and your play that you were putting your full effort into this and that set the standard for the rest of the league. Why did you decide to put all of this into something new? Because uh, my young youngest over here, uh, my rookies, my second year guys, um, some of them haven't experienced playoff basketball. Uh, some of their paychecks are not as equipped as some of the older guys on our team. So, and then some of our fans during the December and January months, they, start, they kind of stall out a little bit. So I felt like it's my obligation and it's my responsibility to keep everybody engaged, including my teammates, including our fans for our beautiful sports. So that's why I was locked in from day one. I'm excited for this next year. I think it was a bit weird in fantasy. We only had, you know, five days of game. So on Friday, it was painful knowing that I was going to be losing my matchup and had to watch the whole weekend as the score never changed, that I never had a chance to get better. And that's why we do fantasy basketball, to feel hope fall deep, deeply away from your fingertips. That's what fantasy sports are all about. But you know what else fantasy sports is all about? Drafting. That's right. We love a good draft, right? We, Many of us, well, at least I, you know, do a lot of mock drafts, which proved to be pointless during the season. Um, but drafting is a big part of the fantasy experience. You get your players that way. And even though you can have a good team if you auto draft, um, drafting is your moment to say this is my dude this is my person and uh, i'm going to ride or die with them i'm putting my money where my mouth is by picking this person and some of us are elated to see that that prospect or that person that we saw the potential that diamond in the rough we were the one to able to break break the rough and find them and then some of us experience the anguish of saying oh I have this gold. Oh no, it's not gold. It's fool's gold. And by the way, it's poisonous. And you might as well kiss your money and your life goodbye, because they are liars and they have broken you down. What was I talking about again? Anyway, draft picks. With the 28th pick in the 2019 NBA draft, the Golden State Warriors select Jordan Poole from the University of Michigan. We're gonna talk about the best and worst draft picks. So the way that this is data is coming from is that I posted on a reddit thread uh of, well, who is your favorite draft pick who is your worst draft pick and a lot of these answers are supported by fantasy data like if you look at where draft rankings were and where uh they are rest of year that a lot of these things align but i think it's interesting to take the pulse of uh, a community of fantasy basketball players. Uh, to my surprise, uh, over 150 people commented uh, their thoughts. So I'm going to tell you some of the uh, highlights, both in the best and the worst. So I think we'll start bad, um, and the reason for that is we get to end good, right? That's why. That's why we we, we do that. Um, I'm a teacher, and you, you always want to do that. You want end them end them on a, a positive note. Unless they're little shits, then you want them to sit in the sadness. Yeah, that's right. Fucking Jimmy, you won't shut the fuck up. You won't stop tick tocking in the middle of class. I hope you're goddamn sad. All right. Speaking of sad, these are the players and draft picks we were sad about. So I'm going to do these in no particular order. I'll try to highlight as Some people were said more than others. Uh, generally, I will start with people who are drafted higher and slowly get to people who are drafted lower. Um, so first and said a lot and ranged anywhere from the second to the fourth round, you had Jordan Poole, the aforementioned Jordan, the Poole. yes. Uh, He's a pool because it's when you get pushed into cold water. That's what it's like having drafted Jordan Poole. Um, I think what hurts is he was just drafted really high. And and it's okay to miss like a a late round pick. You'll be fine. But when it's an early round pick and he's hurting you in actively hurting you in categories such as, you know, uh, percentage shooting and he's not getting points for where you drafted him. It's just kind of tough. Um, another person that was drafted pretty high that's a little disappointing is Cade Cunningham from Detroit. Um, I think a lot of people saw potential in him last year, and uh, there's no leap forward. I think uh, Detroit's kind of a mess right now, so I don't know if it's the end of the line for Cade Cunningham. He's so young, but I can understand people's frustration with him. The most said person was Josh Giddy was drafted around the fourth round and he just hasn't been getting the minutes he hasn't been playing well and of course there's the you know moral question of what he has done in his personal life and whether or not that will get him suspended then you have a Beal from uh the Suns and I think it makes sense you drafted him and he's barely played um unfortunately injuries are a big factor in fantasy basketball and um you know, I think it's hard because it's not the player's fault, but the player is in a position where they can't help you because they're not playing basketball. And I think that's where a lot of people are feeling with Bradley Beal. Um, you have Zach Levine, who's been hurt. Walker Kessler, who's getting no minutes for what you thought. Clay, Scoot Henderson, Mark Kell Fultz came up a few times. Then you had a lot of people saying Andrew Wiggins, who... Uh, really is taking a step down this year. Like many of the Warriors role players, Jaden McDaniels, Gary Trent Jr. and you also had Jalen Green as a mention. But let's go to some of the best players. My happy, happy guy. Oh, just a happy, happy, happy guy. Oh, just So in the first round, people really happy that they picked Shy. Um, and they really happy they picked Halliburton. Uh, you also see Probably the most said person, Scotty Barnes of the Raptors. Uh, You have a lot of people happy about Harden on the Clippers, which is funny because if you're just a basketball fan, that probably would be surprising. But if you play fantasy basketball, he's been giving you really good value. Uh, Then you have Michael Porter Jr. of the the Nuggets, and he's uh, done really well. Chet Holmgrid. Then you have probably the one I... I was going to pick him, but he was picked right before me. And because I didn't pick him, I picked Jordan Poole, um, was Tyrese Maxie. Um, I was going to pick Maxie, but he was picked. I'm so mad. soldiers, run! Positive feelings, we talked about this in therapy, and positive feelings are felt towards Derek White of the Celtics, who's really taken a step up this year. Kyle Kuzma, the yin to Pools Yang, um, is done well You know, for a ninth-round pick. He's getting a lot more minutes and a lot more volume than you expect. Scary Terry, Terry Rozier, a lot of people very happy they picked up Herb Jones in the 11th. Um, you also have some people happy about Kobe White, which I think will be a pick if I had to pick someone who more people will be happy with later in this year, he'd be my pick because I think Zach Levine or DeMar DeRozan gets traded and Kobe White becomes a more centerpiece of the Bulls. When I've seen the Bulls run through Kobe White, I like what I see. I think it looks good. And then you have the rookie from the Mavs, Derek Lively, getting said a lot. You also have Jalen Duran who... Uh, was on both lists, uh, which is uh, a a hard feat to do. Uh, I think the reason for that is when he's played, he's been great, but he hasn't played a lot because, again, of injury. So hopefully that gives you a bit of a sense of some of the good and some of the bad players. Um, If you're interested, of course, you can look at player projections for the rest of the year. You can look at draft uh, rankings uh, from before the season and kind of see where some of your players lay out. You know, I think it's important to take stock of your draft whenever you can uh, to make sure that you... Understand where you maybe were deficient, where maybe you overhype certain players or certain teams, um, how to make sure that you don't do that again. Uh, because you want to you want to you want to dominate this. You want to destroy everyone. And you can't do that if you keep making the same mistakes and never learning. And that's not just true of fantasy basketball. That's true of life. And you know what else is true about life? Our second sponsor today, Liars. That's right. I'm both a gloater and a liar because at the beginning of this pod, I said, oh, I'm going to give power rankings for the Kawhi and Friends Fantasy League, but I'm not going to do that this week. (laughs) Kawhi and Friends and my friends is that it was only five games, five days of games, and it's everything's kind of basically the same uh, from the week before. So uh, it would feel it would feel redundant. Uh, But this week is a normal week. So make sure to put your fantasy players in. Make sure to watch a lot of good basketball. Keep the good vibes going. And remember, that victory is always smooth.